Gregoire and then Bistan are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 88 of Smart Enough to Know Better. It's a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. I'm Dan Beeston. And guess what? I'm still Gregoire. You know, sometimes people get a bit confused between our voices. Yes. I wonder if the fact that we actually say the intro line back and forth like that is really messing with them. I I hope so. They're like, oh yeah, that's definitely great. We're, we're jumping back and forth, listeners. We certainly are. Yeah. It's dynamic and it's exciting. A, that's right. It keeps you on your feet. Yeah. <sighs> My week in science, mm. I went to the Wit Sundays. That's that's not science. That's a holiday. That's recreation. That's, that's a, a different part of the, uh, the newspaper page. Totally, it's totally different. There, there is, a, is there a science part in the online newspapers and stuff? There is, isn't there? Science, not really. There's tech. There's IT. Yeah, that's it's not, not really a science no, bit, no, is there? It no, just kind don't. of pops up in. Normally, it's, normally science is, here's a thing I don't really understand. I want to write about it and get everyone upset about it. Yeah. No, normally, yeah, no, yeah. there's no normally a science part of it. That's why you got to read the journals. That's right. You have, yeah. to, you have to, or ask someone who's a scientist and go, what's that or about? Or listen to a well-regarded uh, podcast. Well, yes, we'll find one. So I was in the Wit Sundays. Mm. Oh, yeah, this is the thing, yes. Yes. We're in a lovely little shack on the beach. Mm. The Frog Princess and I took just the weekend off. Mm-hmm. And at low tide... You could sort of paddle out into the waters, and there's these great big flats of Ooh. kelp or seaweed and shells, and 99% of the shells turned out to be hermit crabs. Oh, or, wow. Uh, or, or, just left. Or, or real crabs. They just, <laughs> no, no, they're just wandering around. Yep. So you're like, oh, look at all the shells. They're moving. <laughs> and little fish swimming through the shallows. Like, it was just a, abundant with wildlife and mm. stuff. Oh, and that was, it was filled with sea cucumbers. Oh, yes, right. Black ah. sea cucumbers, like a foot long. 30 yes. centimetres for those people in the rest of the world. <laughs> so these black sea cucumbers that would sort of munch using like, like a dozen little mouths. Yes. Slowly sort of chomping away into the sea. Are sand. they the ones that eject their stomach onto whatever it is and just kind of absorb it? I don't know whether this one would. We didn't want oh, okay. to... Right. We didn't want to rile one up because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we were in their in, in environment mm. and uh, they could have gone nasty. There were a lot of them. <laughs> there were a they lot of them. gag up on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slowly but uh, unstoppably. <laughs> Come up even onto the shore. <laughs> ah, ah, up. Uh, so that was very exciting. Mm. And then I, I found like, this really odd-looking rock. Mm. It, it was like a, a, a big grey rock. Looked like a football, mm. but with a like a black lightning bolt down the middle oh, of it. Wow. And I went, "Oh, that's a clam! That's a clam! That's a clam!" Yep. And it was about twenty centimeters long. Did you get your end. hand stuck in it? No. Good. No. I'm Good. Not, not a schmuck. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I pointed it out to the frog princess. I said, "Oh, look, check it, check it out! It's a clam." She went, "Oh my god!" There was a certain sense from her. She's like, "Wow, a, a dead clam!" Mm. And I was like. Well, they don't, they don't move very fast, yeah. so you wouldn't really... And so she sort of prods at it. She gets, she gets a finger or Ooh. a rock or something and uh. just prods at it, and it suddenly snaps shut and mm. spits water all over the place. <laughs> and she yelped and jumped in the air and then was just fixated on this clam for, like, days. <laughs> That's very cool. It was really lovely. Welcome to the podcast, Wilco Dupre, the rock and roll scientist from the Institute for Molecular Bioscience at UQ. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm really intimidated. He turned up on a motorcycle in a leather jacket. He's got a tattoo. That's right. And he's oh, wearing... well, my ultimate goal is to set up a, like a biking gang in Queensland made only by scientists and we can just ride in the sunset with lab coats flowing in the wind. <laughs> oh, only three of you can wear the same yes. coloured lab coat. Just watch yeah. out. Of we, our, uh... we do not promote the, <laughs> the biking culture in Queensland. See, we are in Queensland. We have the Vlad laws. I've, um, I've, seen, I've seen Breaking Bad. Scientists yeah, yeah. can get up to some... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Can you make a machine gun fire out of the back of a car? Oh, spoilers! Oh, spoilers. spoilers I'm break- only up oh. to series two. Oh, well, well, oh no! Oh, there you go. Well, he kills everyone. <laughs> everyone in the world dies at his hand individually. It's um, it's a very long last episode. All oh, right, <laughs> Anyway, sorry. So, uh, Wilco, you are you work with with tiny, tiny bacteria, and and you love them, don't you? You don't want to kill them. That's, yeah, that's the whole thing. So I work on antibiotics. Wait, um, what? What? Who have you invited into my house? He's a man who wants more bacteria. I'm getting in the, the spray. <laughs> then we'll move back here. Sorry, Wilco. We'll yeah. move back a little bit and say. So what do you actually do? I just finished my PhD last year at UQ, working on antibiotics and especially new way of thinking about making antibiotics. Because the world of antibiotics is not going really well right now, mm-hmm. and the golden age of antibiotics, as scientists call it 
is actually been over for a few decades now. Mm. So that's why I'm here today trying to talk to you about. So we are well beyond peak antibiotics. Yes. So there's very few antibiotics we made artificially. They mm. all come from bacteria already existing that we pick up in the soil because mm. bacteria have been killing each other for millennia for millions of years so give peace a chance bacteria for goodness sake well there's no and so <laughs> this bacteria have been trying to find a way to kill others to be able to grow in a new niche to be able to promote their own genome mm. on the opposite other bacteria start to develop protection against these antibiotics not to be killed mm. and so it's always been a race or even a war between creating new antimicrobial chemicals that could kill and the other bacteria that can try to find a new protection to mm. stay alive and survive it's mutational evolution and we've actually found evidence, for example, in some bacteria that's been frozen into you know, tundra and other ice age. Yep, yep. That's in the genome, they already have, for example, some genes that were coding for resistance to antibiotics. Oh. So it's absolutely nothing new. So they've been resisting for a long time. Exactly. Now, just assume that we know nothing. Just, I, I know yeah. it's looking at us, yeah. you wouldn't, you know. Yeah, but yeah. assume that we know nothing mm-hmm. at all about any of this. Are you not following this? Oh, mm. I, I'm, I'm, oh no, of course, I'm just, just oh, saying. Uh, no, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, but for our listeners, our dumb, <laughs> dumb <laughs> listeners. How, what, what is an antibiotic? I, I know it's anti, means... Yes, antibiosis anti- life, so it's life. anti-life. So antibiotic, what yeah. we call antibiotics, are this small chemical that actually targeting bacteria. So viruses won't be affected by mm-hmm. antibiotics. And that's one of the reasons why we have resistance. I'll tell you later on about it. Mm. So antibiotics yeah, are Dan, some... Wait. Just wait, Dan. Patient. Antibiotics are some chemicals that are specialized in killing other bacteria. So it mm. could be with interacting with their DNA. Mm. So bacteria couldn't use their DNA anymore, for example, to duplicate themselves nor right. anything, and then they die. Mm. It could be used to break apart a whole bacteria by uh, breaking what we call the membrane, which is mm. the fine wall surrounding a a bacterial cell, so antibiotics can just break this apart. <laughs> right. they, can, they have many different ways to okay. actually kill a bacteria, mm. but unfortunately, bacteria have found many different ways to stop this from happening. Mm. For mm. example, they will just change the composition of this membrane around them so antibiotics cannot go through anymore to get to the DNA. Yep. Or they will even have some little pump they have on this membrane so when an antibiotic came in to kill it, it's actually sucked off outside again, and yeah. the antibiotics never reach the DNA or never <laughs> Wow. Many of the, yes, <laughs> and um, that's what we call non-specific resistance because mm. they have this pump and they just try to suck every, all the antibiotic out. Mm. And then we have what we call specific resistance when a bacteria recognizes a specific antibiotic about to kill it and is able to synthesize specific enzyme to just cut these antibiotics in two or three pieces, which will be inactive. So wow! It, so it actually, yes. wow! Is it, it consents, yes, it consents. It sense, oh, antibiotic coming in, yep. I have to activate this gene, this gene that will activate what? this protein that will just cut these antibiotics in what pieces. What sort of sense, sensory input does a bacteria have? Well, protein will be, for example, floating on the surface of this membrane all around, yep. and when the antibiotic bind to this membrane to get through, that triggers a signal that goes directly oh, through the DNA. Wow. It's pretty amazing. And is it, would it respond the same way to different antibodies? Or yes. has a different no, no, response? It's it a different antibody. response. So, well, the, oh. as I said, you have the non-specific one trying mm. to uh, suck everything off, or mm. you have the specific one saying, oh, I recognize this molecule. This is not... Here comes really Jeff. Bad. Jeff, the antibiotic's yeah. coming. Put up the Jeff shield. It, mm, that's crazy. It's absolutely crazy the way they do it. And the issue is... <laughs> the more a bacteria will be in presence of these antibiotics, mm. the more likely this bacteria will find a solution to resist. Wow. And so that's why for the past 50 years we use so much antibiotics, so many all the time. Rightly so. Kill it. Kill it so the bacteria were so much more used to have these antibiotics around that they were able to develop a resistance much quicker. And so we've reached a point now where so it might, yeah. ki- it might kill like 90% of all the bacteria. but some- Not even anymore. We reach a point where, so as I said, all the antibiotics we found, we found them directly from pre-existing bacteria. Right. Because it's so complicated to do. Only a very few of them have ever been made artificially man-made. Right. We all just use bacteria and say, oh, this bacteria is able to kill the other one. Mm. So, well, it must be that there is... A, that must I was be, just applauding that uh, mosquito. Yeah. It was very, very good. <laughs> so we say, oh, this bacteria is 
able to kill the other one, so it must be producing an antibiotic that we can use. And then we find the antibiotic, we extract it, and we use it. So, okay, but, so, so, so can I, so I know, just yeah. kind of keep it in my head. Once yeah. again, for our listeners, not for us, not for Dan and I, who's getting it all. So you're saying you've oh, got... I was busy crushing a mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got a bacteria that's trying to kill another bacteria, and it so, releases antibiotics. Yes, so we know it's releasing antibiotics. So ah, we used to extract so it's a war between bacteria. It's always been. That's amazing. So it's firing weapons. Yes. So it's basically like firing a, a sidewinder missile. It is. It is. And, and, and we're like, that's a brilliant missile. And we take well, the you, missile. Well, you can go even more into the analogy because the other bacteria will have the equivalent of a radar to just detect this missile what? coming up. It will have the equivalent of a bunker or a shield to protect. <laughs> you can go very deep into this war comparison. Oh, my goodness. Some antibiotics are just like small missiles that will be seeking only specific bacteria. Some of the antibiotics are like nuclear weapons that will just kill... <laughs> All the other bacteria around. Right. <laughs> so in wow. the 60s, we actually oh. extracted most of the antibiotics we have ever found. Mm. Because from the issue the is, is, yes, from the ground, where the <laughs> issue is, is we took the bacteria and we grow them in the lab. Mm. And that's the only way we can actually get to see if they actually produce any antibiotic. Mm. But the issue is we're not able to grow all the bacteria in the lab. It's actually really hard to find the exact components that the bacteria oh. need to grow. Oh, you need to come to my house then. I grow bacteria all over <laughs> the place. My lab no, no, room, no, no, that, and my that's, kitchen. That's mold. Ah, damn that's it. Mold. Oh. That's mold. Anyway, to find the right amount of sugar, oxygen and everything, it's really hard to mm. grow them. So we know we estimate, the highest estimate we have is we may be able to grow 1% of the bacteria in the world, and that's it. Right. So it means 99% of the bacteria outside... Some of them might be producing antibiotics we could use. Mm. We just have so far no idea how to find them because we don't, we don't know how to grow them. They might be out there. Mm. We just mm. have no idea what they need so we can have them in the lab and test them. Right. And okay. so in the 60s, we took all the bacteria we knew we could, could grow in the lab mm. and we just analyzed them and took the ones that were producing antibiotics and that provided us for, with antibiotics for 40 years. Mm. Oh, but, good. But since Problem the, solved. Well, at the time, but <laughs> since 1970, well, even you, the early 80s. That's 45 years ago. Exactly. So in the 70s and the 80s, Uh-oh. that's it. We couldn't find any new antibiotic at all. And we see the resistance to the one we have starting to raise. And yeah. we were like, we need new drugs. Mm. And that's what already the outcome, the producing of new antibiotics was trickling down to we had only four really new antibiotics in 20 years. Holy crap. So... <laughs> If the natural antibiotics yeah. are getting stronger, can't you breed them in the lab to resist them? Like, can't isn't the same warfare between the, bacteria. the bacterium yes. occurring? And can't yes. you stimulate yes. that in the lab? Well, that's why we do now when we have a new antibiotics, we just use tiny amounts with other, like in presence of bacteria supposed to kill. And we looked. We just look how long it takes for the bacteria to become resistant. Uh-huh. And some of them become resistant really quickly, only after maybe 20 generations. So a generation between each time a bacteria just split in two. Mm-hmm. That's one generation. Tw- wow, 20 generations? That's like a quarter of a second or something, isn't it? No, well, the, the <laughs> bacteria that we know is splitting the fastest is 20 minutes. <laughs> so 20 generation is like, yeah, 24 hours. 400 minutes. Th- oh, my so, goodness. So that's, that's, that, that's, that's the fastest one. Like, it's just yeah. like it's going to go for hours, two hours. Sometimes oh, they right just then. split in a day. But it means some, for example, some new antibiotics have shown that in 20 generation, in presence of this antibiotic around, so not enough mm. to kill them, but still enough so they can sense it. So they just, find, they just become resistant. It's incredible the speed at which bacteria can mutate to that's be resistant. That's crazy. And then is that, is that evolution? Yes. That is proof of evolution. You can just point yeah. and go, we know evolution exists. Bacteria are evolving. It's, yeah, are evolving. it's uh, adaptation. Yeah, adaptation. adaptation. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I was, I, only because I had an argument with someone saying there's no, proof of, there's no proof of evolution. And I went, well, I think bacteria is proof. And now a doctor has just backed yeah. me up. Boom. Well, good. <laughs> no, sorry, it's a diff- that's a different story. Different it's, it's right there. The, the more big health issue we're going to have right now mm. is a consequence of evolution and that. Mm, yes, yeah. I, I just had this image of you, Doctor Dupre, <laughs> sitting in a big arena with a with like a a, a Roman laurel on your head and a little back here, fight and like sending them. I give you this weapon. That's right. I give you this weapon. Who wins? And then it's like do the thumb down for yeah, 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 yeah. And then you just take the weapon away. Make a million of those. That's brilliant. But yeah, so the issue is the best job in the world. Could be if the outcome was a bit more hopeful. I mean, it was for the past few years. 
trying to figure out how to get new antibiotics because, so as I say, the rise of resistance against antibiotics mm. that was just spectacular. And in 2010, for example, they found a bacteria in India that is resistant to all the antibiotics we have ever found, ever. Uh, okay. So it means this, we cannot kill this bacteria by <laughs> drugs anymore. So it's... Is it... So it's down to fire? Is it... <laughs> fire would kill it, wouldn't it? Yeah, or if it, Just if you have your petrol, you should just use a handgun and show that it is going to die. But <laughs> hand grenade. All right. Yeah. I'm adding it to my medicine cabinet. <laughs> So if you want to kill it with an actual drug, well, we, we oh. can't anymore. So it, is it malevolent? That's, that's the wrong word. No, not yet. It's oh, not lethal oh, yet. It's, uh, not it's, yet. Oh, God. <laughs> that's the issue. But that's what we start to be a bit scared of in, in science is because... Can I just break it in? Sorry. I'm fine, but Dan is a bit of a hypochondriac. <laughs> so this co- this is going to get a scary conversation. Yeah, this yeah. is all theory, right? You don't work yeah, with, sure is, with, yeah. with bacteria up to your elbows every day. No. no. Good, no, no, good, no. Good. We are working in sterile condition and everything. Mm-hmm. It's, um, oh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> but just, yeah. Oh, that sounds so really nice. Back, this this bacteria is it's E. coli, so you may have heard of it. Mm. It's it's just a gut bacteria. It's absolutely not lethal. I mean, the one that's recent to everything is is fine. Issue is because of you know globalization and travel and everything. No new bacterial strain, new bacterial mm. species spread very quickly. Mm-hmm. So it was found in India in 2010 in the sewers. But by 2013, it was found in India in Tapwala, and it was mm. found in Europe and in uh, the US as well because people come, for example, for tourism or even medical tourism. Mm. So they go to hospital Goodness. to get cheap surgery, mm. and they don't know it, but they bring back this extremely re- drug-resistant bacteria with them. Oh, dear. So it's fine now. I mean, there's no pandemia happening, but the yeah. issue is we start to know more and more. We start to know more and more. Are bacteria actually able to communicate species to species? And now mm. we realize they're able to exchange resistance to antibiotic. Right. For example, you got E. coli. What? Yes. Can, we, got, yeah, <laughs> we got E. coli, which is absolutely fine. Mm. And you got the golden staff, for mm. example, which is not fine at all, which is responsible for most of the comial infection mm. in hospital. Mm. Mm. Some bacteria can actually transfer genes from one species to the other. So, so, it's, so they, get, they, come, they turn up and go, hey. Hey, gold staff. Guess if Have you this one. get the bunker. Just yeah. Wear the big hat. They don't like the hat. That- so that could actually happen. So that's what we have having no, some trouble. It's like a. Um, it's like a, <laughs> Has it happened? It's like a great no, big no, black not jeep. Yet. Not yet. It's like a great big black jeep pulling up at the traffic lights next to a VW and a big surly bikey guy, like drug dealer, getting out and just getting into the back seat of yeah. the VW. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, "This is cool." <laughs> Off to hospital. No, oh. so it doesn't happen yet. Oh, um, for example, Golden Staff, we have resistant strains, so they're resistant to many antibiotics but mm. we don't have one we cannot kill yet it's, mm. but it's gonna yes. it may it might happen mm. so that's the whole idea of making drugs it takes so long to make a drug we have to think ahead and mm. see what's going to be wrong in the future and so that's why we have to think now okay if this is happening what do we do if we get a golden staff which is resistant to what we have now mm. what can we do new to keep fighting yeah like, if it goes wrong if it goes wrong just just to put the stakes out here if, yeah. if it got into something really dangerous yeah and you can't fight it. You're going to have a pandemic, aren't you? Yeah. You could, you could. You could. Yeah, and that means people around the world could get this disease yeah. and die. Well, it, well, it means some of the, sometimes just an infection could go, if it's not actually, if the wound is not really cleaned mm. at the beginning, it could actually live, um, quickly lead to septis, for example, you know, blood infection and everything. Right. That could and be really bad really quickly. So it's not necessarily super communicatable, but no. it just means it that. It could happen. It could try to kill you, and there would be nothing that doctors yeah, could do to yeah, stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to hope that... For the best, that your immune system will be able to fight yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Or you hope that something in the dirt would want to kill it. But the- <laughs> what, you, what you're saying is if we get sick with something that they can't treat with antibiotics, we should roll around in the dirt as much as possible. Potentially. I don't see what's going to go wrong with that. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yes. It, it's, not, it's less about actually just getting, you know, just a small infection or anything. Mm. It's more about... we are very concerned about, for example, surgery. Mm. Because every time the surgery, of course, afterwards we give you antibiotics to prevent any infection that happens mm. while we just cut you open. Mm. But if we cannot oh, prevent... Point. Yeah. If we just uh, cut someone open to fix something with surgery, but then there's no antibiotics to prevent bacterial infection and afterwards it's going to be an issue. Potentially, if this goes wrong, it's not the fact that pandemics, it's the more the worry is our medicine goes back almost 200 years. Yes. We can't do open heart surgery anymore. We can't, we can't, well... That would be much more dangerous. Yes, much yeah. Hard, like, so you much, could, you could you die have to have really much stable. more careful sterile, hygiene yeah, stuff. sterile mm. condition and everything. It's going to make everything harder, basically. Mm. And so scientists had a look and say why everything becomes so resistant and, like, it's because... in. 
not to be able to use any antibiotics after 40, 50 years, that's quite spectacular rise mm. in resistance. And so they had a look. And we've actually been using and abusing so much of this antibiotics. Mm. They have some study. For example, some places, for example, in India, they realize that more than 50% of all prescriptions by doctors mm. included antibiotics. Mm. Right. And more than half of this prescription actually didn't need to. It's, because good, it's good, for, uh, good for viruses, right? Hmm? It's good for viruses. Well, viruses are not affected by antibiotics. Oh, oh well, they're not that's making a terrible mistake. <laughs> antibiotics are um, just targeting bacteria, not viruses. Not viruses. All right. And uh, that's the issue. People show up with a common cold, but mm. it's really hard to diagnose exactly what is causing this cold. Is it a virus? And mm. which of the tens of thousands of viruses? Is it a bacteria? Which of the bacteria? And it, we don't mm. have a very accurate diagnosis tool right now. So, that, so for decades, a doc will go, eh, just have some antibiotics, just in case it's a bacteria. Mm. But if it's actually a virus... You just take in antibiotics that doesn't kill anything, mm. but so the bacteria just start to develop resistance to it. Right. And the thing as well is, oh, it may be bacteria, but I don't know which one it is, so I'll just give you these antibiotics and see if it works. Like a broad spectrum yeah. antibiotic. I've been having well, antibiotics also, instead yeah. of yeah. multivitamins for the past couple of years. Is that a... <laughs> That, that's still fine, though, right? No, no, no. Dan. no right. you're going to kill us all, all right. Dan. You're going to kill us all. I've replaced some of my meals with antibiotics. <laughs> you're an unhealthy man. <laughs> yeah, very unhealthy. So man. there's this point that we've been using so much without caring for too long. So that's sort of damn doctors. I knew they'd kill us in the end. Yeah, um, all that all that education over the using, years. Using antibiotics buys a ton in uh, animal feed as well, just to prevent them to be sick, so we can yeah. have more. You and know, that's, that, meat that's and meat right, as a pre- Preventative yeah. measure? Yeah. I was joking! Yeah, yeah. The yeah. F- <laughs> What? As in, uh, the one I heard was when you get battery chickens and, and you have really horrible situations for yeah. animals, they get sick because yeah. they're not meant to be yeah. stuck yeah. together. Yeah. So yeah. you whack it in their feed and then they go, oh, we want antibiotics to kill any infection. Of course, that means you've got antibiotics in all the animals. And, uh, yeah, and then animals and even outside because you put all these antibiotics around those bacteria that normally live in the soil. You say, mm. oh, there's antibiotics, I don't know, that's going to kill me and I try to resist. And then in nature, you can find no yep. species that are resistant to the antibiotics because you just, we just spread them around so much. Yes, yeah. Oh. Ah, what are we doing? Why are humans so stupid? Anyway. Well, because we saw that we never run like that. There was such an enthusiasm at the time to see, oh, that's it. We we can kill bacteria. We can kill bacterial infection. Yeah. And so... Like, nobody would think we would run out. It was just so many. We just took all this bacteria in the soil and there's so many new antibiotics. And so yeah. we never think we would run out. See, see we started basically, we, we started hitting it with a bat. We were like, ha-ha, bacteria. Yeah. And then it was like, one day, ma'am. Like, yeah, whatever, bacteria, whatever. <laughs> one day so you're going to run out of or something. And, and, and she was like, yeah, dunk, dunk. Uh, and then suddenly a lot of them all turned up and like, we told you. We yeah, warned you, humanity. Yeah. We bring it. And you're like, oh, the bats aren't working no more. Uh, well, it's become, oh. like, I just read an article that was a study mm. last week. That's even more than I sucked because they figure out that even antibacterial soap could mm. be part of contributing to this. Damn it! Because that's what you say. We actually, not because of the soap itself, it's just because of the way we use it, which is not the right way. Mm. In a way, it says on the instruction that each time you use antibacterial soap, you need to wash your hand for 20 seconds, mm. which is the time it takes for the antibiotics to go and kill the bacteria. Yeah. But the average time people spend washing hands is six seconds. <laughs> So the bacteria filthy, filthy monkeys, disgusting yeah. filthy. other humans, yeah. filthy other humans, and so they got. Um, but I'm making up for that. <laughs> I I I, I wash my, my hands for minutes at a time, <laughs> and, and like yeah. sixty minutes a day. Well, that, well that's really good then, oh, because that's the point. If you oh no, I can't high five. My hands <laughs> are too tender. <laughs> if you just do a less than ten seconds, you just use the bacteria to have this antibacterial compound called triclosan around, and mm. they finally start to develop resistance to triclosan. So, no, I think they're gonna ask the FDA, mm. so the American Food and Drug Administration, to stop allowing products well, like antibacterial products with this in it because that's actually making things worse. Yeah. Because people not using things the right way. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah, wash, wash, done. Like, yep, no, that's more. Once that's again, actually worse. People are stupid. Not, not our listeners. They're wonderful. <laughs> Everyone else. So what do you wash your hands with? Well, this antibacterial soap for at least 20 seconds. Right. Yes. Okay. It's like... Wash your so hands for 20 seconds. Professional thing. Like, you wash your hand when you get in the lab, when you get off the lab, so mm. you end up doing it properly. Especially when you walk with bacteria, you know, resist to everything. Mm. You don't want to take that shit home. <laughs> You're like, okay, it's time to go home now and just wash everything. Okay. You wash me, I'll wash you. I'll turn around. Show <laughs> it to the back. Just scrub. Scrub, scrub everything. Get everything. the fire. <laughs> so burn it off. Wow. So, yeah. So, so are we screwed? Is that it? Is that what you're saying? Well, situation is dear. We're not screwed yet. Oh, thank goodness. But situation is pretty dear at the moment. That's why it's been some really large initiative being started now at the 
global level, and mm. I know a bit of the European level, global level, for example, the World Health Organization mm. said that Who? this the World Health Organization, WHO. Who? Thank you very much. It's a terrible joke, the WHO. Uh, yes. Uh, Thank you, Dan. High five. No, 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 no seriously. No, no. That might, the, it's no, down to the no, bone. Yeah. <laughs> it's really tender. Anyway, let's say that this is going to be one of the third biggest threats to humanity in the past, mm. in the next, sorry, few decades. So no. they started a huge program all over the world. What's one and two? Hmm? Climate change, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Climate change, and, uh, uh, badges. Killer monkeys. Killer monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This podcast. Um, yeah, okay, hand washing. <laughs> hand washing. Just, that's, just that's, very oh, bad for you. Bleeding. Okay, so, we'll, we'll so look, yeah, this we'll, stuff happening. We tried to figure out what was. We tried to push new use of uh, trying to find new antibiotics. We tried to limit the use of antibiotics when it's not needed mm. to keep them effective. Yeah. And something I've been working on, for example, on during my PhD, is a smarter way to think about antibiotics. Oh, yep. So that we think that all the antibiotics we have. They kill bacteria. That's what we said before. They're nuclear weapons. They just kill mm. everything with a distinction. Mm. So the bacteria, of course, is going to try to mutate in order to survive. And, uh, it's going to try to develop a lead fridge to hide yeah. inside. <laughs> exactly. All right. And a, and a hat to go with it. Excellent. <laughs> um, we don't mention that movie. And so we don't we, mention, no. we don't Indiana, mention no. that movie. Indiana Streptococcus. It didn't exist. It never existed. It never happened. There's only been three movies. It was just a collective dream. That's right. It's actually never... Okay. <laughs> So we were thinking, okay, if bacteria are trying to mutate to survive because they're going to die, what if we make an antibiotic that just neutralizes them, just mm. turns them harmless, right? but we keep them happy? We don't try to kill them. We just try to neutralize all the weaponry they have. You but befriend we just, them. Exactly. It's what I call kind of a hippie medication. We say... Be happy. Yep. You stay alive. Don't infect us. Leave yeah. us happy. You're alive as well. Everybody's happy. Everybody's alive. So everyone, everyone be cool. Everyone be cool. Exactly. Exactly. It's like the white flag. Stop it. Stop it, everyone. Stop. <laughs> but that's a, that's a good yeah. point. If the yeah. bacteria is not going to die, we think that maybe that will lower the chance of becoming resistant to the drug because there's not much stress anymore. There's no stress for survival. Yeah. Right. There's nothing pushing it to evolve. Uh, no. Stop it. Well, it? there will be a bit because it won't be functioning normally because we mm. still neutralize some of its natural weaponry. Yeah. But we're not going to attack DNA. We're not going mm. to try to break it apart. Mm. So the stress should be much lower. Yeah. And so it okay. may take much longer for bacteria to develop resistance. Now, would it matter if you still had lots of bacteria in your body that wasn't hurting you? Or you and that's also a very good point about it. Because the antibiotics we have, the remaining one we have has a broad spectrum, very strong one, nuclear weapon. Mm. So they kill everything, including your gut bacteria, which mm. is the one you need to digest all the food mm. and get the nutrients. So when you have a very strong antibiotic treatment, it's very often that people feel sick afterwards and they have gut disease or mm. what's it called? Irritable body syndrome mm. it's because your own gut is like what the hell is happening you yeah. just kill my bacteria we yeah. discussed and this with mm. dr watson in many many episodes yeah. ago yes. where people with who had really strong antibiotic yeah. courses all of their intestinal flora was destroyed yeah. mm. and they had to have a fecal plan transplant transplant yes yes, yes. yes. so yeah and that's that's must maybe true maybe the way to go a new way to fight bacteria without antibiotics but um <laughs> just to say so we kill everything and so well sometimes people are just have a second infection after mm. the first one because there's no bacteria in your gut anymore so mm. a new infectious one can come in ah. and just sit down and say oh all that space for me and just yeah. start and so it's actually really hard to get through it so if you make an antibiotic that doesn't kill anymore mm. you take it it neutralizes infectious one but it's not going to do nothing to your own gut bacteria because these bacteria are not harmful for yourself so they have no yeah. weaponry oh, so yeah, this sounds right. like a magic bullet <laughs> so that's the thing yeah. you neutralize the infectious one mm. And then a new infectious bacteria won't be able to come in because there's still your guts still right yeah. there to occupy the space and try to fight this new infection. Yeah. So it's actually that will lower the side effect on, of antibiotics so much wow. if it works. So it's almost... If almost it works. Getting them on exactly. side. It's almost like turning your enemies into your friends, going, hey, guys, it's all be cool. You can live in me and you can fight the other things yes. that come in for or, me. Or, so yeah. the thing is, it could be you neutralize this bacteria and then your immune system will be able to take over. Because the issue, what some bacteria do, because they're very smart, obviously, mm. say, for example, they produce all these toxins that start an inflammation in your body. Uh, and that's uh, a decoy. So yeah. your immune system is fighting uh, these toxins that just deregulate your body. Mm. And during that time, bacteria is just, you know, splitting up and growing and mm. being happy. Mm. But if this bacteria is not able to make any toxin anymore, well, the immune system can go right to the bacteria and say, you're out. 
Yeah. So, so, so it will be a much more natural way to do it. Because you, your the body same way, does it for, for you. Exactly. The same way yeah. bacteria have been killing each other for millions of years and mm. evolving, all immune system have been fighting viruses and bacteria mm. for the same amount of time. So the most natural way to fight any bacterial infection will let your body do it. Yeah. So right. if we can say, no more decoy, bacteria, you stay there, you can't infect anymore, your own immune system will be like, okay, easy, we just take it out easy. So yeah. right. to make okay. bacteria that's like all chilled out, yeah. how do you do that? Do you, do you have to breed it to be like that? Or are you going to no, manipulate well, it with like tiny, tiny tweezers? Well, no, we just actually make a drug. for. So the project I was working on is we realized in some bacteria... All the weaponry, all this protein and toxin, they need to have a specific three-dimensional shape. When they came out, when the DNA, what we call it, code for protein, this protein coming out is just linear and has no activity at all. Mm. And it needs an enzyme to just fold the right way in three dimensions, ah, right, all this right. protein and all this toxin and everything. Yep. And so we figured out that it was only one enzyme in many species that was doing all this work for the toxins, for sticking to the human cells, for all the infectious yeah. process. One enzyme was responsible for folding all these mm. factors, all these weapons. And so we tried to figure out a drug that will just stop this enzyme from working mm. in a way that all these infectious factors will just stay linear and with no shape at all and will actually not be active at all. So it's like a tank mm. where... There are different people doing each role. Oh, and all like, you do is it, you target the guy who puts we, the we sabotage, in. We sabotage. We yes. sabotage <laughs> the tank. Yes. We sabotage yep. the factory that takes the spare part to make tanks. Yep. We just, say, <laughs> we just go yep. and say, no, factory is off. And but, so there's just spare parts flinging around. Yep. There's no tanks. Yep. You can't right. fire its gun anymore. It's like, wow. Well, the gun is still in pieces. So. Yeah, okay, so it's even before that. If, okay, yeah. right. So it doesn't even get to that stage. No, 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 yeah. no. no, okay. no. Yeah, can't yeah. load the weapon. Exactly. So we try to show, we try weapon. <laughs> no weapon. We try to send James Bond to just go into the factory and just <laughs> stop it from working, and so no more weapon. So that's what okay. we're trying to do. So and, you, and then your body cleans out the rest of it all yeah. by itself naturally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we hope we, we, that's all speculation at the moment. To make a drug, it takes twenty years, mm. and we're really right now at the fundamentals. This idea is only a few years old. To Damn think, how can we make smarter things? So we're still mm. in the lab sta stage, trying to figure out. Can we make it work mm. in our petri dishes in a lab? Mm. Mm. And then afterwards, if we can actually make it work, so we'll try into animal models. So it could be mice, could be rabbit mm. that are infected with gut disease or everything. And we try the drug and we see, is the disease cleared? Yes, no. Is the bacteria still there? Because mm. it should be, mm -hmm. as we don't try to kill it. Yes. And in that case, we can go along animal studies and then human clinical finally trials. And finally, Dan. Finally me, yeah. And Dan in 20 years' time. Uh, yeah, you tested on at least a billion people before. Uh, no, 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 monkeys. No, no, sorry, it was mice? Rabbits, rabbits monkeys. Uh, monkeys and Dan. Oh, <laughs> as we're doing, you're, you're the first human trial. You yeah, right. You get, you'll get paid, for, you'll get paid for it. You get paid. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. Oh, no. risk my intestinal flora for cold, hard gas. So, yeah, it's, it's very early stages, but the actual idea, if it works, could be revolutionary in mm. the way we make drugs. Could it give them superpowers? Well, I think if you're able to not be sick, that's a pretty cool superpower. Yeah, that's the superpower I want. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Iron guts. Good old iron guts. He can eat but anything. I, could, you, could you then... This is probably a really dumb question. If you loaded up on all this bacteria that was, like, totally chilled, could you go overseas and drink the water? Could you, like, eat all sorts of crazy shit and <laughs> your, the rest of your body would be just like, nah, there's no foothold for this to get take on in there? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's not being there. Yeah. We don't know if this new antibiotics we're going to make are actually going to be broad spectrum or narrow spectrum. Uh, Maybe they're going to say, oh, yeah, we got one, but it works only against this bacterial species. Yeah, right. So you still not go and do whatever you want because right, there's okay. also other species we can actually unfight. So, so, what, so what it is, if you go to a hospital, let, let's just let's get back into a real example. If yep. you go to a hospital and you get golden oh, staff. Oh, nice. And you get, you get golden... <laughs> what? Nice. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that came out wrong. That came out wrong. Uh, if you get golden staff, that's yeah. really bad. And if it's... Let's say this is a bacterially resistant... Oh, sorry, antibiotic resistant. <laughs> Yep. golden stuff you're like you're, you're done you're finished they would give you this yeah. new antibody we, to try we could, against we could hope so that yeah. this will work and then the golden stuff will be there mm. but not able to actually and do your any. body would then flush it out all naturally yeah. hopefully yeah. Yeah. hopefully yeah yeah okay I see Okay. I see where we're going with this now yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. just yeah. trying to be smarter than yeah. just trying to kill some sort of murder 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 yeah, yeah. I okay. told you Dan sometimes killing is not the answer <laughs> everyone's always on at me <laughs> when I find a better solution <laughs> 
I won't take it up. It's too well, much fun. <laughs> in between, though, because that's going to take 20 years before mm. we get anything done and looking at... Uh, but that's another problem why we didn't have much new antibiotics as well for the past uh, few decades. Mm. It costs a lot of money to develop a drug. It's mm. around $2 billion per drug. Oof. And only one out of 10 drugs, roughly, that goes into human trials make it to the market. Oh, my goodness. So it's a huge investment. And uh, the problem is with antibiotics is they're for very short treatments. Mm. Someone's sick, is going to buy antibiotics. That's quite cheap. Use it for a week. Done. What's the actual income coming back from the companies that spent $20 billion developing oh, this drug? Oh, Not much. No. Oh, no. Are you honestly telling me that? <laughs> but cancer drugs, that, but people use them for years at a time. Oh, it's, no. So, so we could be working a lot harder against this. Yeah, but it's just... But there's no money in it to do it because you're not going to make a million billion dollars no, out of it. but that's the issue. We are, oh, like, it's not about oh. making profit. It's just even trying to get back the $2 billion you invested yes. to pay all the scientists from the start to all the thousands of people who work in the clinical trials to the end. Yes. So we should take more antibiotics. No, 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 no. Wrong message. Here's a crazy idea then, because this, this, this is when the market fails. This is one of those times, you know, the, the yeah, capitalism, yeah, this yeah. is when the market is not helping humanity. One of the rare times, anyway, so stop being, being a filthy communist, I'll stop thinking. Yeah. But in all honesty, though, this is one of those moments where a government, which isn't trying to make money, yeah. the Australian government, should put lots of money into it, because they're not trying to make money yeah, out of it. Yeah, but it's hard to go and say, well, can you spend $20 billion and maybe we'll have one drug that could be good? Maybe. Yeah. Don't say it like that. Here's my, here's my health. Yeah, I know, I know. Don't say it like that when you meet but the Minister of Finance. Every government yeah. was like, okay, we spent $20 billion. What's in it for us? After yeah. what? Or the, how much money? Or what's yeah. it always going to help even the yeah. healthcare system and everything? Well, you cannot guarantee that. So government maybe do it once, yes. spend $10 billion, and 50-50, you get something that works, doesn't work. If that doesn't work, mm. no, go- this government will never put $10 billion again on something that actually didn't help. And especially if it's 20 years. Yeah. So, in yeah. 20, so it's not even this government. It'll be a, a many, many, many governments. Try to find a government that says we're going to spend money now to harvest things. Tony Stark. Not- Tony Stark billionaires. Bruce Wayne, yes, Tony yes, Stark, Elon yes, Musk to become yes, a real person. Elon, yes. These well, people you, need Craig to... Craig Venture. You could, yeah. you, could, you could walk in there. <laughs> you could walk in there with a huge amount of confidence and just go... We'll definitely have an amazing drug yeah. that works to Sigma One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, statistically not very. Mm. Right. No. no, you say Sigma, Sigma one. one. That sounds good. It's the first yeah. one. <laughs> that, that, the, that, the prime that, one. That will work one time, yes. <laughs> and then done. And then we're done. So, um, so we need, yeah. So we need to find something as well in between because that's why there've been lots of pharmaceutical companies have been closing their antibiotic discovery part because oh, it's not viable compared, yes, to chronic disease. Oh. And so the issue is we need to get this started again, trying to find new antibiotics. But as I said from before, we exhausted the bacteria we were able to grow in the lab. Mm. And it's just a new paper that's been released earlier this month, and it's very exciting. It, it's a nature paper, so one of the mm. highest-ranking scientific papers ever. Mm. And this article shows they use a new device. They call it the iChip. It's original, but um, <laughs> so it's called the iChip, I think, and it goes. They actually grow bacteria, but in the soil they came from. Mm. So they don't even try to figure out how to grow it in a lab. They have this device, when they just put takes the soil sample into this device, and they can put it back in the ground and let the bacteria grow in its natural environment. <laughs> And they're able to use this device, for example, to put some other bacteria as a layer on top of them. For example, it could be golden staff. It could be mm. any little bacteria. So they put this little film on in this chip, put the chip back in the soil, and they look back at it and say, oh, well, actually, golden staff has been killed. Mm. So there's a bacteria in there that's able to kill it. Or it hasn't been killed, so there's nothing in there that could interest. But, oh, this, bacteria, this golden staff had been killed. Yes. So there's something, there's a bacteria in there that we know we can be able to kill it, but we don't know how to grow it. Mm. And with the new technology we have in genomics, so the study of DNA and genomes, mm. we're actually able to analyze all the DNA in a soil sample. We don't need to have the bacteria anymore. We can just mix everything <laughs> and look at the piece of DNA that's left. It's yeah. like and we... farming on a tiny, uh, tiny yeah. farm. It's, it's organic it's, farming. It's, it's yeah. Free range yeah. antibiotics. Free range. Yeah. Uh, and then and you can wear a hat. You gotta go, I'm going to go down to the so farm. From down, all this fragment of DNA, we're able to recognize <laughs> and sequence from this soil sample. We oh, can wow. reconstitute most of the genome of a bacteria without knowing what it looked like, without ever being able to read in the lab. We can just reconstitute the DNA. Yeah. And we can also extract 
the active molecule that's been killing golden star, for example. Yes. And then we get in the lab and we try to identify what this molecule is. And they've been doing it for 2,000 sem- soil samples and 2,000 different bacteria yep. that were actually, some of them are brand new we've never heard of, with brand new DNA, brand new genome. <laughs> Hooray! And, they, and they found one of them that's actually producing an antibiotic of a very new kind we've never seen before. Mm. And it's very effective against, against most of the antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Mm. It doesn't seem to be triggering resistance very easily. They just did 20, 30 generations. So there was no resistance rising up in staff, for example. Right. And it's just, we still don't know what the bacteria will produce. It looked like, no anything. We just let it grow in the natural environment. Yeah. And we just took what it did to kill the golden stuff. Do they look specifically, as in, I'm just trying to get in my head yeah. here, did they have to go to a specific environment or they just put them around the world, try in a desert, try in a swamp, try in a field? I'm, I'm, well, it's snooking at us, it's going to work, people are going to try it everywhere. Everywhere, yes, from this point. Okay, so you try and, Yeah, and it's very oh, interesting because wow. it's new antibiotics, now we know what it looks like on everything and it doesn't look like anything that's been done before. So it means oh my goodness. it's not going to be affected by any existing resistance mechanism already. It's that's a right. new shape. It's like, what, yeah. what the hell is this molecule? Where does this come from? <laughs> it's like the Terminator. So we try Thank to, you, antibiotics. We've got a and, Terminator And because now. we're not able to grow the bacteria, we can only speculate about the way it's been synthesized by the bacteria and everything because we don't have the bacteria to look at. So we're just like, oh, maybe it's synthesized that way and maybe that way. But anyway, it has a final product, and mm. it works. So this, anti- this new antibiotics show almost no side effects in animal models. Goodness me. So it's going to be hopefully trying to push for, be pushed forward to get to human trials pretty soon. And if Dan. that works well, that could provide a very good solution for Only us. Only a couple to... of rabbits died, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> that could provide us with a very good temporary solution until we can get this new smarter antibiotics in 20, 30 years. Yeah, so it's not a, it's not a definite end to it, but it's, it's a way of getting... Exactly. And it's, 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 it's cultivating ones we'd never used before and using them. Yes, yeah. and it's yeah. a very smart way because it mm. just combines all the technology progress we made in the mm. different area of science recently and it's just very clever to say well we don't know what it needs to grow it we'll just put it back where it comes from so when people try and like knock down forests and change biomes is another reason not to do that yeah because you may be killing an antibiotic that yep. will save yep. the yep. damn world yep. yep yep so don't stop doing it <laughs> stop knocking things down oh, I'm right. oh mm. uh, isn't the egg going to be on your face when they discover an <laughs> amazing piece of antibiotic in like a coal mine <laughs> <laughs> Oh, won't they be laughing? Oh, it looks dump- like we just saved the world. <laughs> In a nuclear pile. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that would be that'd be irony. That'd be beautiful irony. Yeah, yeah. I'd love it. We found the antibiotic in the room of someone who supports Gamergate. <laughs> we, uh, it's not about ethics and journalism. Uh, it's now it's about antibiotics. Someone from the patriarchy provided us <laughs> with the antibiotic that saved all the, the people one, on the Earth. The one percent right, provided. Saying, to we opened up Hitler's bunker <laughs> and we discovered some antibiotics. We're just saying Hitler saved the world. That's all we're saying. <laughs> we're just we're saying. Here. Like, but it could be anywhere. In all seriousness, it yeah, could be exactly. Anywhere. Yeah. So that's oh. was very clever. Is just yeah to say well we can we cannot grow it in a petri dish so what we'll find a way around it and so listeners if everyone could just get a teaspoon of dirt and post it (laughs) to wilco to to dr defray at (laughs) email Mm. the genetic sequence too Uh. yeah so yes that's gonna take a while to go through many new bacteria but it's actually very hopeful it's fantastic it's such a that's a really clever and exciting idea yeah so you take some of the dirt out to analyze do you take like a teaspoon or you take like a bucket and then put oh, it back? Oh, it's like or? a teaspoon and you spread into this shape that's yeah. very many tiny compartments. So ah, you can actually yeah. spread around what's in it and then you can figure out in which compartment did, did it kill the golden staff, mm. in which compartment it didn't, so you can see what's in common with all the different compartments that had the active compounds that kill bacteria. And right. So you can, that's how you can actually pinpoint the active molecule that's been doing all the killing. Right. Nate. That's awesome. That is amazing. I feel much I, better. I always like to know that the, the size of the stuff that people are working with. I'm always fascinated with the, the Large Hadron Collider because they yep. send little protons of, like, mm. lead around. Yep. But I'm like, where do they get the lead from? Do they pump, do they get a piece of lead and then they just chip off a bit <laughs> and then, like, hang it in a magnetic field? Or how do they do 
that? <laughs> like, that's a tiny little thing. <laughs> what if they dropped it? And they go, ah, oh, shit, I've dropped it on I'll the drop, bike track. I dropped my atom. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> now neutral, too. And not, get a magnet. It's not going to work. It's neutral. <laughs> I think we got slightly off track. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. yeah slightly, slightly off track. Slightly that one. That was my fault. Well, I take full responsibility. You, that's not totally off track since the work I've been doing on this trying to find these new smart antibiotics was by using the Australian particle accelerator mm. in Melbourne. Okay, oh. mm-hmm. so you got to use a particle accelerator. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, well, it's actually one of the coolest things I've ever done in science. <laughs> is so the lab I'm working with with Professor Johnny Martin. So at the Institute for Molecular Bioscience at UQ mm-hmm. is the first lab in Australia who set up a remote access and remote control of the particle accelerator in Melbourne. Mm. So we actually, when I started my PhD, we were just controlling the particle accelerator <laughs> from the lab. A long way. I think we, it's a long way away. It's like, yeah. well, wrong, we actually, it's just Melbourne. We actually found a way to do it from home. So <laughs> as, that was pretty good. Cool. Be, it would be 3 a.m. because this thing is just used 24-7 and you'd mm. use the hours they gave you. Mm. So it would be 3 a.m. I'd be sitting on my couch at home with, on my TV, the particle accelerator. I just manipulate and control and do my experiments <laughs> with my music spinning on my turntable and a beard. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I'm that's s- why he's the rock and roll scientist. 3 a.m. Beer in hand, and I'm just, you know, accessing the... Accelerating particles. Do you ever just sit there and go, three, two, one, fire! Like, you know, yeah, pres- yeah. I do. Oh, excellent. <laughs> fire the giant proton beam. So, the way, so what we need the particle accelerator for is... Oh, yeah. Um, That's yeah. important too. <laughs> so for example, this when we come back to this factory, we want to stop working mm. and everything, this enzyme that's able to fold all these weapons. We actually, when we started, we didn't know what it looked like. Mm. And it's very hard to stop something to work if you have no idea what it looks like. If you want to make a drug that goes and bind to it, mm. well, you have to find something that complements the shape. So it just binds really well to it. Mm. And so what we did is we actually were able to extract this enzyme from the bacteria. And it's really hard to look at what the molecule looks like in solution in water or anything because it keeps moving all the time. So it's really mm. hard to... What's the shape? It's just so flexible. <laughs> so the way we do it is we use crystallography. So we actually, we use extremely high amount of this enzyme in a tiny drop, like microscopic nanoliter kind of drop, mm. and wow. we dry it. And sometimes when you're lucky, if you dry it with the right condition, it happens that this molecule dry in uh, organized shape and organized lattice, and mm. they make a crystal. So right. the same way that table salt is uh, sodium chloride crystals, mm-hmm. you can have full-on protein enzyme crystals. Okay. And so we take this crystal, which is so tiny, you need a microscope to see them. Mm. You fish them, and you put them in front of an X-ray beam. And what the X-ray beam does is we have one here just at UQ, and otherwise, if you want a really powerful one, that's when you go to particle accelerator. Mm. You got this huge X-ray beam going through this crystal, and the light is so powerful that if you just put a sheet of white paper behind this crystal while the beam is going through, you can see plenty of tiny black dots on it. Oh, right. And each black dot is a shadow of one atom in your crystal. <laughs> Get the <laughs> f- out. <laughs> so, so that's the point. shadows of atoms? Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's the thing. So you just <laughs> shoot your crystal and you can see the, all the reflection, all the pattern of the shadow. Yeah. And you just take a picture of this. And mm. then you just spin your crystal a tiny bit, and you get the X-ray beam going through it again. And of course, because you spin... Oh. Got it! <laughs> because you spin the crystal a tiny bit, all the shadow will have moved a tiny bit as well. The reflection yes. angle will have changed a bit. And so we take another picture, and we spin the crystal again, and we shoot it again. Does this mean you can get a, build up the 3D makeup? Exactly. It's like the, the Matrix. Can, yeah. It's yeah. like bullet time in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, and, you, and you can see where everything is based on the shadows. Hey, yes. well, it's based on... <laughs> well, if you have the shadow all around, yeah. you can calculate the yes. XYZ coordinate yes. of every atom. So you end up with a puzzle in three dimensions wow. of all your atoms, and then you just have to... Like, you're puzzling them all together. You just have to... Then, you, just, you just work it with all the atoms. Like. Was, it's so easy. Crystallography is a, hundred, is a century-old oh, technique now. We, we should be excited, should we? Well, you, you should, because that's, uh, <laughs> that's the reason why the youngest Nobel Prize ever, which was Australian, oh, yeah, Lawrence yeah, Bragg, who got his uh, Nobel Prize at age 25, thanks to crystallography. There you go. Oh, there you go. Well, mm-hmm. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah. There you go. Well, and so we can build up this three-dimensional model, which mm. I did, and then... 
had a pretty good idea what it looked like, and then I spent time in chemistry trying to figure out which kind of molecule I could use as a drug that will go right into this molecule and bind it tightly mm. so it's not able to perform its activity anymore. Mm, mm. And so... So basically you lock it up. You yeah, just, You put handcuffs exactly. on it. And then you can use, once again, <laughs> crystallography. I was able to make a drug that seems to bind pretty well, and I was able to get them together in a crystal pack the particle accelerator, shoot it, and then have an actual three-dimensional structure of how the drug is bound to this um, wow. enzyme target. Wow. And then I can see, okay, it spins that way. It's okay, but it's not enough to make a good drug. Mm. And so we'll just tweak around and try new things and see how I can make it bind even better. Mm. And then we'll have to change more properties in this molecule to say, okay, no, it binds really well. But how is it going to get there inside a live bacteria? Mm, so we have mm. to find a drug that will be able to grow through this membrane and go to the right place in the bacteria, <laughs> link it. So it's yeah. very complicated. But yeah, yeah. using the particle accelerator for this kind of thing is amazing. That's, that's <laughs> very cool. That's, yeah. Oh, no, I, I've never wanted to be a molecular... Crystallographer? Crystallographer so much in my life. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Can you imagine, what did you do today? Oh, you know, I, I did some paperwork. Well, I took the, found the shadow of atoms inside a crystal using an X-ray beam. <laughs> At a particle accelerator. At a particle accelerator. In another and I'll do it again. <laughs> click, click, ta-da. That's right. Worship me. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, well, on a more practical basis, yeah. if I want to stop building resistant strains of biology in my First, home. First, yes. Rule number one, no self-medication. Right. Ever. Don't say, Is oh, that... I've got some antibiotics left from last time. I'm going to take them just in case. Does that include alcohol? Because no. I generally tend to self-medicate with gin. <laughs> That's fine. That's, really that's fine. That's cool. Nice. Yeah, okay. That's uh, what I do. Dr. DeVray yeah, okay. says drinking gin is fine. Don't, don't blame me if you feel worse <laughs> next morning somehow, but... <laughs> a doctor told He's me. not <laughs> that kind of doctor. <laughs> so, yeah, no self-medication. Also, once again, we can't avoid taking antibiotics for treatment. You know, see with a doc, with a GP, if it's really necessary to get antibiotics or not. Mm. And if you say, yes, it's necessary, always take the full prescription and even if you feel much better after two or three days mm -hmm. and you have it, for example, for a week, take it for the whole week. Because once again, you may feel better now, but not all the bacteria has been killed yet. Mm. So the remaining bacteria will start to build resistance. Mm. Well, if you took it for a week, for example, you kill the infectious bacteria for sure. If it works, if it's actually working on, against the cold you have and that's the actual bacteria, infectious bacteria is targeted, mm. in a week there will be nothing left. Yeah. In two or three days. Watch the air. <laughs> yeah, so if you have to take antibiotics, always do the full time, the full period that's been prescribed by your GP. Sure, yeah. Other things, try maybe to get food, for example, meat that hasn't been fed with antibiotics as well. Mm. Maybe that mm -hmm. would help. Mm -hmm. To that's harder than it sounds. I know, I know. It's yeah. it's because it's not always actually yeah. shown, indicated into the what you buy. What um, about uh, wash your filthy hands for twenty seconds. seconds? Yes, with antibacterial soap. <laughs> what about cleaning, like the where, where they've got the the spray that says kills ninety nine point nine percent of bacteria on your kitchen counter? Should we not be using that? Well, does it say on your kitchen counter? Or it just say ninety nine point nine percent. Have you read the fine print? Uh, no. Because if it say <laughs> if, it, if it's like in ninety nine point nine percent of bacteria fine print in a petri dish in a lab, yeah, once again you just take a handgun and shoot it. That's it. You kill ninety nine point nine percent of the bacteria. <laughs> so that's the point. Gun. Bang. Right. Read, read so, the fine print. So yes, use it. Right. But yeah. once again, if you use it, maybe clean for a good twenty thirty seconds to be sure everything's killed. Not just press press spray, swipe it gone. Just yeah. maybe let it. What I've oh. done, what I've done in my flat, I just don't clean up. So what that means is I then, I then say, I could have killed you guys, but I didn't. So we're cool now. And you don't kill me, I don't kill you. So just keep that in mind. Are you just I'm, building I'm, a natural fortress? That's like, why I'm a bacteria. So infectious bacteria will come in and say, oh, it's so, so, so crowded around here. So many people in here. I'm living. <laughs> a, this is my plan. And, and they'll go, that's that Greg guy. He's cool. <laughs> don't kill that guy. He's cool. So ra oh. rather than spending 20 years using particle accelerators and looking at shadows <laughs> of crystals and then finding a way to deliver the mechanism through the membrane. Yes, yes. You just never do the dishes. You're trying to use psychology. <laughs> yes, basically, yes. Yeah, so in I'm order gonna, to develop, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk, chilled out. I'm going to talk him down. Right. <laughs> so we're all bros. We're all bros in a flat. You don't pay rent, but I'm cool with that. That's all fine. Well, tell me if it works. I'll be interested. That's fine. <laughs> I'll write a paper and see what happens. So back to the whisperer. That's it. That's it. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Thank you so much, Dr. Wilco, the rock and roll scientist. 
Oh, he's so intimidating. He but, <laughs> such a bad boy of He really science. was. He, and such a, such a fascinating discussion, too. It really is. I learned a lot about it. And then what's really interesting is, because we recorded that a couple of weeks ago, and since then, more information about that hot chip has come out that he talked about, which we've put into the show notes. So really interesting information has come out since that part. So it's like, wow, we knew about that because our scientists told us about it before most people kind of knew about it. So we're very excited once again. Smarter and better on the cutting edge of science. And that means that you, our beloved listeners, are also on the cutting edge. That's right. It's very exciting. But what's something that's not very exciting, something that's very sad, is the death of Leonard Nimoy, a.k.a. Mr. Spock. Yes. He died yesterday, I do believe, well, from the recording of this podcast. Yep. And that's very sad. I think he, I think Star Trek made a pretty big impact on people's lives and on science. Especially and, science people's and, yeah, lives. Yeah, that's right. And so I was like, oh, it's kind of, that's one of those, like, oh, yeah. that's actually, that's a very sad thing. I, d- I did see a lovely thing which said that Leonard Nimoy died 83, he lived long and he prospered. Oh, that's actually, that's perfect. There you go. Isn't that oh, sweet? There you go. I was really impressed with Leonard Nimoy's last tweet, his actual last tweet yep. before he died, a couple of days before he died. Famous we, last tweet. Famous last wow. tweet, uh, which is always good to go out on a good one. It wasn't like, ah, my porridge is cold or something. Uh, a life is like a garden. Typing gar- in, more morphine, give me more morphine. <laughs> a life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. Live long and prosper. No, oh, that's nice. Like, it's actually a really good one. Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's very nice. So, oh, oh, well, sorry, Leonard. Bye. Oh, Gary Owen is the voice mm-hmm. of Powdered Toast Man. Oh, right. From Ren and Snoopy oh, Show. Oh, yes. And Roger Ramjet. Yes. Yeah, I did hear that Roger Ramjet died. That's very sad. Yes, yeah. that's, that's from our childhood. From all you youngins, Roger Ramjet was this, he was a hero. Hero of drugs to make him he did, steroids, yes, basically. Was it Roger Ramjet? He's our manly hero of our nation. He would take a proton energy That's pill it. and he would become superhuman. It would give him the strength of 20 atom bombs in a period of 20 seconds. Yes. I remember for some deep recess of my Indeed. brain. Now, I, I do remember that uh, Roger Ramjet actually got involved in a tennis match mm. with a kangaroo, mm. but the kangaroo was cheating because there was a joey in the pouch. Nice. So Roger Ramjet took a proton energy pill yes. to, uh, to allow him to beat the cheating kangaroo. Yeah. And a whole bunch of parents were like, so this cartoon is saying that if you are struggling in sports that you should take pills in order to get better at sports. <laughs> Can't help but feel that this is sending the wrong message, That's ABC. Right. And therefore explains the entire crop of, of professional tennis players we have today, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Alleg- totally. Roger Ramjet takes a, uh, he goes on a European bicycle race. <laughs> Roger Ramjet starts playing Australian football and shares the proton energy pills with all of his friends. Cuts it up into very fine powder and, and spreads it around. Yes. Allegedly. 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 And I am allegedly Dan at smartenough.org. And I am allegedly Greg at smartenough.org. You can follow us on Twitter at SE2KB. And how about that Facebook thing all the kids are loving? That's also SE2KB. You can get onto iTunes and subscribe if you haven't already. And oh, definitely give subscribe. us a rating if you haven't already. Absolutely. And give us a review if you haven't already. Yes, yes, yes. We desperately need all these things because they're lovely to hear from you. And just get in contact with us. We'd like to hear from you. If you've got questions, tweet us or write us emails. We'd love to know. Yep. When Dan screws up, send me everything when I screw up don't mention it that'd be great yeah when Greg screws up send me an email <laughs> with links to all the things that prove it <laughs> lots of fodder for the next episode's walk of shame absolutely if you would like to chat about it with some of the other listeners you can get onto the website mm-hmm. smartenough.org and you can chat about it in our comments section yes. under each episode we also have show notes mm-hmm. so get, you can link to most of the stories that we discuss yep. unless I have forgotten to find a link for it in which case <laughs> google it because that's all I do <laughs> if you're listening to this when it just when it comes out, mm-hmm. we are oh, yes. just about to start Speed the, the movie, the play. The play. We're, we're now confusing our listeners again. Well, I, was, I was trying to, I was trying to do both at the same time. I was trying like, to echo. Okay, okay do we, it again. Yeah, okay, guys. Speed, speed the movie, movie the play. Play, play. Okay. That was less confusing. That was very unconfusing. <laughs> that was not very. Anti-unconfusing. Excellent. Allegedly. Allegedly. And as we always like to say, live long and prosper. Test one, one, two, one, two. Test three, four. Testing all the numbers. Integers. How does a number fail? Number fail? Yeah. What if it goes A? That'd be, do it. That'd be a number yep. fail. Yep. Testing A, B, fail. Oh. Smiley face. Bah. Yeah, yeah. Emoji. Bah. Bah. <laughs>
How about how about imaginary numbers? The square root of negative one. Bop, get out. But if you swear in another language, we keep it blue. Oh yeah, do a bit of that. Bouton stuff, yeah. So, suddenly we lose our one French listener. Oh man, <laughs> she's out, she's outside she's the outside door now. Right now, she doesn't listen. She does not listen. She to loves the podcast. Does she? Yeah. Oh, she, she, that's good news. She waits for four months, and then she binges. On oh, that's that's oh, that's okay, okay too. That's yeah. all right. Unless uh, cereal is on, in which case, smart enough to get better can go and get boutoned. <laughs> I'm just going to laminate myself. <laughs> Probably better at shaking hands than that. Honestly, you got to believe me. <laughs> Damn it, Dan. Don't make me look uncool in front of the guests. It's like being attacked by a moray eel. <laughs> Why can't I hear nothing through the captain's microphone? Can you hear me through the captain's microphone? I certainly can. Excellent. Ah, there we go. It's just a volume issue. Excellent. Just a single knob talking into the microphone. <laughs> uh, penis. Okay, so we're recording. Got something to talk about this week in science. Not particularly new. No. Did you want to bring up the dress? The coloured dress? God, no. No. Well, talking about it. What are we going to add to the talk except that it exists? You, you were so excited about it. I was, but what I'm going to say. You see that thing? Yes. Well, yeah. Can we'll see that thing? <laughs> yes. I was really excited because I got sick of everyone else going, I hate stuff. You're like, oh, get over it. Just mute the dress hashtag. And your problem goes away. So I went the other way. I went, that's amazing. Stop being a douchebag. What I laughed the most at later on, people going, the dress is white and gold. Problem solved. Everyone (laughs) up now. And you're like, you screwed up. And yeah. as in, like, my subjective reality is objective reality. Ah, and you're yes. like, you loser. Also, I don't think the audience will go, oh my god, really? The dress? That's what we're talking about here? I'd rather want llamas. They're much more fun. I, yeah, the llamas. <laughs> They're much more interesting. Anyway, because now people are like, well, you say you know the science, but can you re- recreate the dress? No, I don't think you can. I'll cut your face. And you're like, that's an odd way. What? <laughs> it's like saying, oh, you think you understand how stars work? Let's see you make one. You can't make one, then you don't understand them. And you're like, what does that mean? Like, All right, I'll make one. And you know what? I'll make it green. <laughs> Anywho. Maybe afterwards, on the after thing, you put your dress rubbish. Why well, I'm angry. I'm angry now. I don't know why. I'm confused. Ow. And that's the- I hurt my hand. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, you don't have to talk about the dress. Don't worry. <laughs> you bring it up, aren't you? Huh? Don't you bring it up. I don't need to. It's all on tape. I'm putting it after the credits. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this. Yes. These are the things I don't want to talk about. Prescribed. In fact, I'm getting really animated and uh, entertaining about me discuss- discussing this. Okay, but I'm not doing it. I mean, recommend it all. So Grégoire and then Bistan are smart enough to know better. Dan, can you stop that for a moment? Yes. No. Maybe. No, I'm not doing all. <laughs> Give it another go. We'll go. There you go. Ready? Grégoire and then Bistan are smart enough to know better. Thank you very much. Mm.